You're listening to the Butterfly Effect Podcast, episode number 22. Today I'm sitting down with Melissa Chatigny, a subconscious imprinting practitioner and part of my personal hand-selected quarantine. Today we're talking everything mindset and what it's like to have Ashlyn Newlove as a client. If you enjoy this episode, all I ask is that you screenshot it and share it on your social media story or feed to show your love. If you have a second to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud, the show can continue to grow and expand its listeners. Taking the time to share it with your followers and subscribers will totally help keep it thriving, so I can continue to bring you quality episodes like the one you listen to today. This is the Butterfly Effect Podcast, and I'm Ashlyn Newlove, tackling everything from fitness, nutrition, business, life, ice cream cones, and everything else in between to help inspire people to make one change that causes their ripple effect. This episode of the Butterfly Effect podcast is brought to you by Ashlyn from The Sweat Effect. Oh wait, that's me. If you like receiving discounts while supporting the podcast, visit thesweateffect.com slash podcast to see all of the podcast supporters and save money on everything from protein bars to skincare while you're at it. Welcome to episode number 22. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm a fitness and nutrition coach helping people have fun, keep fit and reach their goals while they're at it with my online program, The Sweat Effect. I can't say when I first knew Mel, but I remember this little French firecracker out on the competition floor. We are in Edmonton quite frequently and we really love the space at Manmade Strength and Conditioning. So we started making that our drop-in spot when we were in town, which also happens to be where Mel coaches. Since then, we've connected over Instagram, and then she recently became certified as a subconscious imprinting practitioner and launched her business. I jumped on board to add her to my quarantine to everything fitness-related confidence and mindset. So welcome to the podcast, Mel. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, so I gave a brief intro of some of the things you do, but let's maybe share with the listeners who you are, what your background is, and everything in the fitness and health industry? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a that's a big one, I would say. Um, I've been a CrossFit coach for, well, CrossFit, strength and conditioning coach for about uh, 10 years now, personal training for about 12. Um, and just recently, I would say in the past three to four years, I started thinking that there was more to it, that there was more into the mind that we, uh, that we knew. So I really started digging into the mind and how to, you know, get fired up with our mindsets before competitions, removing limits, removing like patterns, removing anxiety and fear of failures and all those little things. So that's why I got really interested into the subconscious imprinting world because I got introduced to it and I was like, holy snap, it changed my life. Okay. So why don't we start off by what is subconscious imprinting? Because people are probably like, Okay, so it clearly has something to do with mindset, but what is it? So, okay, so subconscious imprinting is basically, um, I'll, just, I'll just explain to you how it works. I think it's the best way to, um, to go about it. So basically someone would come to me for, with a reason. They would be like, Mel, I have insomnia, I have anxiety, I have, you know, every time I go to perform, I get such a, an anxiety that I can't and I, I shit the bed. So that would be kind of a reason. And then I would be like, hmm, okay. So then I use my secret kind of weapon and I'm like, okay, so let's ask your body, when did that started? 
So what we do is I do a technique that I ask the body and the body tells me, okay, so let's say a certain age, this thing happened. And then, um, so I dig and I'm like, okay, so tell me more about this. So it could be something as like, you know, um, I always had, I was always a, a perfect student. I was always like top of my class. And then one day I got my, my homework, something happened. I couldn't give it to my teacher. And then since then I was no longer the best um, student in class. And then that created like that perfectionism. I always needed to be perfect to get validation and love. So I'm like, okay, cool. So then we're going to do like a lot of forgiveness and statements. And, and there's a big technique about it to um, reprogram this. So we're going to take this situation. We're going to talk about it. We're going to forgive it. We're going to remove everything. And then I'm going to restore it. So now I'm going to give you, it's almost like, you know, if you have a computer problem, you just find the issue and then we reprogram with, um, you know, positive statements and everything. So it seems kind of silly and like simple, but most things are silly and simple, right? Like how do you get fit? Well, you eat well, you sleep, you drink water and you exercise. So this is the kind of same thing. So with subconscious imprinting after this, you're just kind of flying on a new reprogrammed pattern, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that was kind of what like drew me to you because I don't know, like people are going to be like, that sounds real hippy dippy. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. Um, but it's not also. That's it the is, thing. It's like, it is science based. Like it's not like, oh, let me like do some like, blah, blah. it's like actually science based and um, I've seen so many great things coming out of it, myself included. And for me, I got, uh, it was a physical um, chronic pain that kept coming back to my hips. So if I can tell you my story quick on how I got into SID is um, about two years ago, two and a half years ago, I got in such pain for my hip, my left hip. I couldn't squat anymore. Like it, it was horrible. And I mean, like, you know, CrossFit Land, we've been pushing through like, you know, pain, if I can say. Um, but I, and I had been to my physio, chiro, needles, massage therapist, like I've, I've tried everything around me. And I have a lot of people around me that were willing to help until my best friend recommended uh, this subconscious imprinting thing. And, you know, two and a half years ago, I was like, okay, that sounds really hippie. This is never going to work. And um, as I went to the session, I was quite skeptical because I was like, this is kind of whatever. But then I get there and the girl made me realize that I was holding on to a shitload of anger from something that had happened. And I did not know because we're high efficient people, right? Like we work out, we do this, we do that. But then somehow I was able to push it down so much that my body could not function anymore. So I did the session, I come home and then I was like climbing up the stairs, go back to my, my condo. And I was like, holy man, I've got no pain. And I could not believe it. So I went in the garage, I loaded up a barbell and I did some squats because I was like, I need to prove that this that didn't, that didn't work. And clearly it worked. The pain didn't come back. I started squatting the same way again. And that got me real curious because now I had not only like experienced it, but I had proof in, you know, that it was working. So this is when I was like, I'm in. I need to know about this. I need to know about the mind. It's so funny that you say that because I have a friend um, who's really been wanting to change careers for a long time. And she'd had a shoulder injury um, from CrossFit. She, you know, said it was from CrossFit. But 
anytime she would have to go back to work and put on her uniform, the second she would like lift the strap onto her shoulder, her shoulder was in so much pain, but but she didn't want to be in that job anymore. So she was experiencing physical pain from it as well. And, you know, like, obviously, um, she had done something like she had a, a slap tear in her shoulder. So she had experienced um, an injury in that. But just the mindset was physically bringing that out in her every time that she went to work. So I totally understand what you're saying, even though and like people would never be like, oh, Ashlyn's such a hippie. But I am a believer in like what you put out into the world is what brings you back, um, you know, successes and failures and things like that. And, you know, physical pain can come from things that you're experiencing. Yeah. And like, you know, like Chinese medicine and acupuncture, Reiki and all that stuff that's out there. Like it is, there's a mind body connection that we are not in like our culture here. We're not even educated on, like we're just fixing like the boo-boo. We never go to the root. And it's like, oh, when we start taking the time to go a little bit deeper, we realize that a lot of stuff is connected with your emotions. Like I had a client, um, her mom had passed away and she she didn't want to grieve from it. She didn't want to let go. And her back was hurting every single time she'd come to a workout. And like even with modifications and, you know, as a personal trainer, you start like questioning things. Right. And then I started doing said with her and not a word of a lie, like her pain went away. And like as soon as. So it went away for a bit. And then she ended up um, having to sell the house of her her mom, right? And as soon as she was, like, getting in the house, her back pain was coming back. And I was like, can you see? Like, we need to let go. We need to. And it's just little things like that, like grief and, like, anger. And all those things can come up when you're not willing to let them out, right? Like, we're, we just never let, we don't let ourselves being sad or angry or we're like, oh, no, 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 I can't be sad right now. And it's like, you know what? You need to let your body be sad. You need to let your body be angry. So, yeah, that's the hippie part of it. But. Yeah, and I'm also, I don't know if, and you probably feel the same way. It's like, okay, so if you constantly put out negativity into the world, so if you think the worst of every situation, oh, the worst is probably going to happen with it. You put it out there, Yeah, right? You're, that's all you're thinking about, and that goes with fitness, nutrition. If you're like... Oh, like I'm never gonna lose any weight. You're never gonna lose never any weight. Do, yeah. Oh, I'm. It, think about a, a snatch or a clean and jerk, right? If you're about to attempt a snatch and you're like, oh, for sure, I, I can't lift this. This is too heavy. Well, don't even try it because you will not lift the weight. But if you're like, hmm, how much better can it get? What? If, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna lift that weight above my head, and you change that mindset. Boom. Like you're, you have way more chance to be successful, right? Like everybody's always like, oh, what's the worst that can happen? I'm like, and I always encouraged him to switch the question into like, how much better can it get? What's the best that could happen? Because if you keep putting good things out there, well, you ask, you ask the the world to be like, hey, how much better can this get? Oh, I'm getting invited on a podcast. Oh, I'm getting a photo shoot. Oh, I'm getting this. Instead of being like, yeah, this, how much, like, this is the worst, right? So I'm with you on that. Like, absolutely. The way you talk and like you... Like, this is the way you talk to yourself as well, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. Well, Like, if you constantly put out there, like, oh, I'm going to lose my job because of the economy or whatever, and people are probably like, you are, like, towing a line with this one. But chances are, like, maybe now you're not doing as good of a job at work. Absolutely. And then maybe you're the person that gets let go. Um, because, like, 
you know, my husband, Curtis, works in the oil industry, right? And pretty volatile, you know, industry right now with things. And sometimes you would come home and be like, oh, like, I'm so nervous that I'm going to get laid off. And I'm like, you can't say things like that. Like, even if, and you can have concerns about things, yeah, but if, normal, if you're right? always putting it out there, yeah. then chances are, you know, or like, okay, so we have our house listed for sale. Um, Curtis always says that he feels that he's just being a realist. And I'm like, I feel like <laughs> you toe on the line of like being negative. And he's like, nobody's going to buy our house after, you know, this whole pandemic thing. You know, nobody's looking for like lake properties. And I'm like, but on the flip side, maybe people have spent too much time at home now and they're like, you know what, we can't travel and things like that. So maybe we invest in a lake property and maybe that's why we sell our house. So I like I love fate, you know, and like people being connected with their destiny and things like that. And so, yeah, I'm with you on that. And I would encourage you and people like around you to always turn this into a question instead of a conclusion. Because as soon as you're concluding, nobody's going to buy your house. Well, you know, nobody's going to buy your house. But if you remain in the question, how many, like, you know, how much better can this get? How many people can come this month to see the house instead of concluding that nothing will happen? I'm never going to lose weight. Well, how much, you know, how much work can I put into this? And I like that because that's different. Like, I was always like, well, no, we have to put out the vibe that we're going to sell it. Yeah. And he's like, you can't put out a vibe that of something that hasn't happened. So instead yes, of like, you can. but yours is like, you know, yours is like somewhere in between, right? You're yeah. flipping the question, like, you know, how many people can come look at it for me? I'm like, I feel like, and I genuinely get feelings. I'm like, I feel like we'll sell our house. I'm not exactly sure when, because who knows? There's no time. Yeah, right? there's no, but. if things would have been different, I maybe would have thought that, yeah, we probably would have had an offer by now, but things are different you know, with everything going on with COVID. But he's like, you all, you can't always just look at the positive. You have to be a realist and think of things. That and I was like, I'm not, I'm, I don't think that I'm like, like shitting myself. Like, I'm not like, oh yes, we're for sure going to sell this. Yeah. And you know, life is going to change and blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm saying. And this is not what this is about, right? Like we can't be like, I don't believe in that either. I don't believe in just blindly being positive about everything because mm -hmm. it doesn't happen that way. But we can take a situation and, again, like remain in the question. Well, how can we do this so it works instead of concluding? So that's, but I'm with you. Like, we can't always be blindly positive about everything because yeah. this is not the way I personally think life works. But And I think too, like, okay, so you just started your business with this. And I believe that you can sit there and be like, I am going to be successful with this business. Like, I believe you can put that out. And that is a blind statement of positivity. Yeah. But I feel like if you're like, oh, I don't know how this business is going to go. You're not going to work as hard at it. You put it out into the universe that it's not maybe going to go the way that you want it to. But that's also a way that people like to protect themselves too. Absolutely. Right, from failure. And like, it's, it's easy to remain in your comfort, right? Like, uh, it's easy to, to, to remain with what you know, but if you're like, you know, put a, I have action boards. I have like, I am, I'm really, really like oriented into like what my life is and will be. And like, the more I put action, like, I'm like, okay, I, I want to make this much. I want to be traveling there. I want to do this. I am doing this. So the more I'm, I'm speaking at the past, the, the present tense, sorry, I'm like, I am making this money. I am doing this. I am helping so many people. 
and it works like but the more you if you remain in your comfort like mm, no I don't know I'm just gonna remain in my job that I don't really like because it's you know it's comfortable I have money coming in I don't believe in that I think you always can strive for better and bigger right I love vision boards and you know I guess this um journey of more positivity and I speak a lot with my clients about it because I'm like I make like little info you know like little like meme infographic things with quotes and whatnot and send it to them they're probably like oh my god Ashlyn you're so lame <laughs> but mine stem from watching The Secret yeah I do. <laughs> and then I was like oh, I love that concept you know and like I don't have a vision board right now um not for any well I mean we're trying to sell our house so I try not to like you know, have, yeah, have stuff out that people would be like, what's this woman who owns this house <laughs> well, doing? Well, this is going to be your next step into our coaching that we're doing. Because once you can settle, you need to be able to see it every day, right? You need to put your goals. And for you, you have a lot of like fitness goals. And it's like, okay, I want to be able to clean and jerk this much. And I want to do this. So yeah, that's going to be our next step when we get back into working. And it's so funny. I'm, I'm like, we'll dig into a little bit um, what we've been doing and stuff like that and about injury and because everybody here knows like I have a bad back and blah, blah, blah. But when someone does work with you for mindset stuff, like what does that kind of look like? Um, so for me, it depends, right? Like we can do just do sit sessions. Someone comes to me with a reason that we talked about, right? Some of the people lately have been coming more into um, more their relationship with food. Like they would come into like binge eating habits or lots of like, you know, self-sabotage. Like they would get close to a goal, like working with amazing uh, nutrition companies out there and they would following everything and everything was good. But somehow, as soon as they would get close to a goal, they would self-sabotage themselves. Ooh, I want to dig into that. Yes. And this is where I came in. And yeah. I was like, let's dig and see where that started. And then the more we work on that and we remove those patterns, then they can continue with either their nutrition company that they're already using, or I can try to help them just guiding them, right? Being like, okay, so let's let's help this relationship with food. Uh, this is kind of another aspect of what I do. Same for, you know, fitness, like a little bit for you, what we did, right? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So I work with Mel regarding, um, I would say it's more like positivity in my abilities for fitness. Yeah, um, it was motivation and discipline a little bit too in COVID, right? Like yeah, trying to get. And like, I have some motivation issues, like when it comes to like weather, which is so weird. Like, and I know other people, if you're going to a gym and it's cold and rainy and windy out, you still go to the class and you still get a good workout. For me, I was like, Ugh. Ugh, this is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's obviously gotten better, but there was like some rainy days last week and I was like, well, this is sure depressing. It doesn't really make you want to go out and like crush things in the gym by yourself. And, you know, like you get into those mindsets, but like, I'm like confidence in fitness and people are going to be like, we have an ash. Like, like I follow you and you know, you're like, so confident. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, I would sit there and be like, oh, like I'm going to get crushed in this or like I'm not good at gymnastics and, you know, I'm not good at longer workouts and I'm not. And like, you know, you start putting it out there so many times when you're not good at things. Um, and again, like Mel and I talked about like past relationships with other coaches and stuff like that, that 
you know, maybe that's where that kind of stemmed from in my confidence and my abilities and things like that. And I just never really got over it because I was told I wasn't that good at those things. So I believed I wasn't that good. And how are you ever supposed to make progress when you believe a comment that someone's made about you? Or even yourself, right? Like, I'll just take an example. Uh, We talked about running not Mm -hmm. too long ago, right? I'm not a runner. I'm not a good runner. I don't run really fast. And I've somehow, I don't know when it happened, I've put that in my head that I was a terrible runner, that I was built for lifting. And then I've put that in my head for years. And then eventually, I would say again, two years ago, I started to be like, you know what? I'm an excellent runner. I start, I love running. I, you know, I just changed the, the, the affirmations that was going through my head before running. And suddenly it's like, well, shit, I actually can run. And I actually can run faster than I always never like gave myself credit for. Yeah. It's the same for you. I was like, stop saying that, just go. And then you were like, well, this was actually better than I thought. And because mm-hmm. we just, either someone told you or you've put in your, like you've gave yourself an out. Remember yeah. we talked about that. It's like, well, if I tell myself that I'm terrible at running or I tell other people that I'm terrible at running and I go in the workout where there's running, well, you know, if I finish like, not first. Or if I finish like middle of the pack, I can just be like, yeah, but whatever. It's because I'm not good at running. But if you change that conversation in your head and you're like, I'm actually a good runner, you stop giving yourself an out and you go 100%. Yeah. And like, I do love working on things that I'm bad at. So that's not um, like, I love working on gymnastics stuff because it was never my strong suit. And I, and I, love seeing progress and things. So when you work on something, right, that you're not good at, you do see progress oh, quite yeah. often. Like for me, it was like snatching, like, you know, I'm like, okay, I don't see like huge progress and leaps and bounds with that because I love snatching and, you know, that's my strong suit. But then you give me like, you know, handstand walking where I couldn't even I wouldn't even say I could do it last year. Like I'd have some one-offs where I'd hit some, you know, 10 foots here and there, but it wasn't consistent. And now I'm like, oh, like I'd love to see, you know, how much more confident I am with it. And like, I can kick up now and just know that I can always go 10 feet and things like that. It's just so much more satisfying. So I love working on things that I'm bad at. The other day I ran, um, so we did four minutes on, two minutes off for, five rounds, I guess. So it's 30 minutes of, so with walking and a moderate pace run, and I still ran 4.65 K. I don't know the last time I ran 4.65 K, you know, like it built it and it gives you the confidence to go back because you're like, well, I did 4.65, whatever. Yeah. So I can go for 5k now. Like yeah. it's just, but the thing is like, the point I'm trying to get at is like the, the way you talk to yourself before trying to achieve. So I know I, I saw you yesterday doing 10 times 10 feet handstand walk without a problem, without a doubt in yourself. So that's where like, you know, working into building your confidence and your like confidence in your own ability works because you're like, yeah, now I can kick in, I can kick up and I, I'll do it. So I just think that there's a lot to do with how we speak to ourselves before attempting something. Oh, totally. And like with, like with us right now, you're like, I feel like sometimes our sessions, like when we get together, we don't even like talk about. And and for me, I think it's just that like positive, you know, talk about fitness and workouts and things like that. And, you know, I don't have anything where I'm like, like there's yeah, things that are if, if hard. Comes, like, we're not going to create issues if there is no issues. Yeah. Right? Like, but it's, it's true. Like at first we had more like 
tips and oh let's try to find like yeah, in your zone and what did that what does that mean for you and and stuff like that but in the last I'd say two or three weeks I think you've just been applying things because it's you can never like you can learn about lots of stuff but if you don't apply it then like what's the point like mm-hmm. you can read all the books in the world listen to all the podcasts in the world but if you don't challenge yourself to apply it over and over again well what's the point right so and like things are the same here every day like there isn't any upcoming competitions or like that's true yeah um I also don't deal with other people in my workout space you know like um if you have someone at the gym who maybe makes you feel a way that's not as positive you know, that would be something that we could talk about. But I don't, like, I don't have anyone yeah, here like to... Yourself, yeah. Like, you got the dog. Yeah. Hey. It's the same thing. But like, this is, like, you go, you got to you got to give yourself credit here because, I mean, I think with COVID, everyone had to be isolated and worked out by themselves. And uh, there was a good post on, I think it was Tactic Nutrition, and I really loved it. It was, like, discipline versus motivation. And then the more you've been disciplined your whole life, then it was easier to carry on right because you're like it's not you don't become the best athlete by doing xyz you become the best athlete by showing up so if you show up you put your shoes on and you get into your garage basement name it like this is how you can can continue to have your discipline so for you this is an everyday thing we don't you don't have a gym to go back to you don't have you know for for most of us it was like oh, okay, like I don't have a coach to tell me what to do. I don't have people around me to push me. It's just myself versus like against myself. Mm -hmm. So that's why, yeah, you have to give yourself a bit of credit here. Like it's not always easy. And like I talk about that a lot too with people that you you can't find your lost motivation. You have to create motivation. And it it is drive and it is discipline. And if you're not trying those things, then that motivation won't just come back to you. Exactly. And then it's honestly, that's that's why I think I was able to help a lot of people in this, you know, COVID situation because I was like, it's just, we need to build habits. It's, I don't, yes, I cared about the workout I gave them, of course, but I'm like, you need to, before you pop in on the virtual session with me, your warm up has to be done. So if your warm up is done, you pop in on a virtual session with me, you're already like, in the groove. Like, I just need to check in with you, make sure the workout makes sense, make sure everything's good. And then you go. So those habits and like in the first month was a bit harder. Second month, people were like, oh, okay, I'm starting to be good by myself. And then third month now I'm like, it's literally a weekly check-in, making sure that everything's good, but they don't need me as much anymore because they were able to build their own habits, which is my goal. Like my goal is not to always hold someone by the hand. Yes. My goal is to be able to get them to fly on their own Mm -hmm. and to, to learn like, good habits, right? Yeah. And that I like that. And I wish I kind of knew more about like what you did for people, because I had a lot of clients who were like, I cannot motivate myself to work out. And I don't do like, that's not a service that I offer for people to like jump on a call with them and like, you know, get them pumped up for their workout. But like that works. Honestly. And it, you know, I think if you've been working in the fitness industry for, you know, as kind of long as I have, like when when the gym closed and I my my kind of passion was away from me. And I was like, how I remember the question instead of concluding like, well, shit, I can't work. It was like, how can I use my talent to help people? OK, well, this is what I can do. And it actually turned out to be really good, like honestly. So 
Um, and a lot of people, I mean, we, at the gym, we kept providing programming. That's not an issue. There was mm-hmm. programming everywhere. You go on freaking Google, there is like yeah. workouts after workouts. That's not the issue. The issue is to start doing the workout. And like the intensity that you can get in, it depends on the day. And that's why I told people, I'm like, you get to give yourself some grace today. If you are not a top athlete, did you sweat? Did you do your 10,000 steps? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna be okay for today. Tomorrow, let's go a little bit, like one percent better. Yeah. And then it's just, you know, I think it was it was a good, it was a really good two, two three months for me, quite on, quite honestly. Yeah, and I love because I mean I do mindset stuff with my clients as well, but not to that extent. It's more like, you know, it it was also like I think quite interesting to see people like. Well, I've used my kids and my jobs as an excuse to yeah. not go to the gym before, but now I have none of those excuses. I've got all the time in the world and somehow they could not pick up the dumbbells and start doing. So it's like, oh, let's dig. Let's see what's actually up. Right. Yeah. So for me, I was like, oh, this is fun. And like, I love that. I and a lot like we talked about this um, a bit before, but people are now finding that uh, need to get back to the gym a little bit less. They're like, you know what? I actually kind of liked working out at home. It was been very convenient and I can go in. It cuts down my time, right? I don't have to drive to the gym. And then you finish your workout, you chat with some people afterwards. So then it becomes like a two two hour, hour yeah, two hour chunk out of your day. And now it's created this confidence in people that, oh, I can actually stay fit at home. Yeah. I, my, I think that once, you know, the, the days gets a little bit darker. So in like October or November, yeah. this is when I think there's going to be a big boost at the gym. Because mm-hmm. I think, I mean, per, for me personally, I'm excited to go back. I mean, we opened back yesterday and I was just excited to see people. Like it's, yeah, working out with them or not. Like I need, I like the push. I don't think that I'm going to go back like every day because we do have a quite a bit set up. And it, I like actually working out, lifting by myself. I like it. Yeah. But it was fun to see your people, right? Like mm-hmm. you're like, like minded people and you're like, oh yeah, how has it been for you for three months, right? Like, so I think that we're going to see a bigger boost back in October. But yeah. as you said, I think people will... Um, realize that they can do it on their own. If they're crunching time, there's no excuse. I can't go to the gym, but I can pick up my dumbbells and do a 30-minute workout and go on with their day, right? Yeah, and like still get that little bit of fitness in, but, and it's like for people who don't have the time, now they're trying to fit that gym in and and now they're not going as much because they can't. It's like, this is a great opportunity, but maybe you need someone like Mel to help you get into the habit habit, of getting it. And yeah, it's definitely something that I want my clients to explore when they have, because I can only say so much via, you know, um, like text we we don't like physically text I have an app but it's like texting I can only say so much you know like confidence building without seeing someone face to face and I do a live call every week where we touch base and they see my face and I talk about I generally whatever I out of people's check-ins that week the the most common theme is what I talk about and hearing it in from someone's voice is different different yeah but to do a personal session with someone like that's just like next level right you want to take you want you want to get over those I can't do it because I'm too busy, too tired, too it's like, but what if you could? What if we convinced and again, you? Yeah, that you we could? always come back in the question. Like, how can we make this work instead of concluding? And I know I'm annoying with that, but I, I want people to really put that in the, their vocabulary. 
you never use conclusion. You always remain in the question for everything in your life, like every single thing. I promise if you try this, it's going to change your your outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like I did listen to a Ben Bergeron podcast. Who, like they kind of talked about it one time. You've probably listened to it, too. And he just calls it reframing. It's like, what if, you know, when you're like, I'm bad at running, what have you said? I'm excited to get better at running. Exactly. Things like that. Like, yeah, it's not me being like, I'm the best runner in the world, but I am excited to get better at running. Um, And I think, I don't know, for a lot of people, they have a hard time heading towards the positive because what if that doesn't happen? And then I'm a failure. Yeah. Or what if it does happen? Yeah. It's just people. Like some people, not everyone, myself included for years, like what happens if I actually succeed? Like what, like we are, we're, we're scared of succeeding. Not everyone, right? Everyone's different, but it's either fear of failure. What if I like, oh my God, I'm going to look so ridiculous in front of people. Or what if I actually succeed and it changes my whole personality? Like there's just a lot of fear and fear is absolutely worse than the action itself. Okay. If you fail, you you're attempting to do handstand walk in a competition. You fall on your face. Like I fell on my face many times in competitions. And I got to say, at first I was embarrassed. Yeah. But then I'm like, I've learned from it and I will not like, it's just the, the fear of actually looking ridiculous was absolutely worse than looking ridiculous. Cause I did look ridiculous. People laughed a little bit. Now they're chirping me a little bit about that time that I fell on my face, whatever. It's over. Like, I'm not, like, holding any type of trauma about this. But the fear was way worse. Like, oh, my God, they're going to be, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, nobody cares. Like, yeah, actually, and if they, they might be like, oh, how was that handstand walk? And then they forgot about it. Yeah, nobody nobody cares. cares. And it's like, we're, like, that as human, we're scared of, what if they say no? Well, then you go to the next person and you ask, right? Like, the fear of... You know, like, remember when you had to ask a boy out, like, or like, what would be like, <gasps> what if he says no? Well, then he says no. Then and then I no. stop living in this, like, in between of Correct. Wondering. Like, you move on, you do something else, you try again, you, th- there's never a failure. There's always just feedback. Like, you've, you learn, you learn, you learn. And I, I'm telling you, people that are really successful are people that went for it. Yeah. Like, you don't become successful by holding back all the time. Um, we were talking about this yesterday a bit because, and I truly believe this is the reason why I couldn't do a muscle up for so many years because trying and practicing and failing in front of other people at the gym is hard. And I didn't want to be seen as that failure. And you wrote a post, um, about like competitions and the fear of failure a little while back. And it really resonated with me because you talked about, how maybe you're the type of person that an injury always seems to pop up before a competition. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, that's me. And you see that so often. So and I'm like, often. and it, like, it was physical pain, right? It Absolutely. Was, it, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not making it up that you're in pain, but I was like, I always chalked it up to you. Like I trained hard before the competition and now I've done something to my back. Like almost every competition I've ever gone into my back has been tweaked. And you wrote that post and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is me. This is me. <laughs> I'm that person that's always hurt. And uh, we had a session the one day and 
like my clean and jerk has like not been very strong for a long, long time. So I'm like, oh, I always hurt my back. Do you remember? Yeah, absolutely. What we talked. And so like, what did you tell me? Um, I can't remember exactly the words, but I was probably trying to tell you to just remove that fear, right? I think I probably gave you a three, two, one go or was it the... The t- like, what did I say? I can't remember. Well, you were like, your body has an amazing, like, ability to not hurt itself. And you just have to trust. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That your body's primary function is to keep you. And it's like, yeah. you in your head are probably creating more tension in your lifts, which is why you're, you actually end up hurting yourself. But if you just truly believe that your body knows how to move and what to do, just trust yourself. And I did. And it was fine. And now I've been able, you know, I haven't, and I'm not, I'm still not quite where I was, but I do trust the product. Like I was like always ending at like 165, like 165 can be like a heavy workout weight, like that you do for reps. And I was like, Ooh, I can't get past like one rep of this. It was, it was all. Yeah. I think I gave you a little bit of like statements to repeat too as well before, right? Like calling the fear and being like, basically like telling it to go away and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, I gave you a bit of mental exercise to do before that session, I think too. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was, I was holding back like quite a bit. And then once I got like, now I just work up to 185 and it's not a big deal, you know, like it was a hard thing to overcome because I'm like, oh, but I'm going to hurt my back. And I'm you both. could like just see it in your setup. Like the way you would set up and looking at the bar, you were like scared. You were like, so there's no way you have to be a little warrior. Like you have to be like, no, I'm going to get this instead of like, oh, if I catch it and I'm hurting myself. Like like your brain is like, we're not going to even pull the weight. Like if you're so scared. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot of internal like dialogue that needs to happen. And yeah, that was I was so pumped when I finally saw this that clean and dry or that clean that you posted. And I was like, good. She finally got under it because she removed that fear. Right. Because yeah, there's no, like, I mean, I can't remember the movement like perfectly, but I remember that it was completely safe. Like it was not like a, yeah. Yeah. And like, I move well. So it's not like I was like retching up some weight that I couldn't handle. I was yeah. in my head about the whole thing that I was going to get injured. And, and, and the same thing, I could throw myself under 160 pounds snatch and people are like, really snatching you know you don't find that you're back I'm like no like for some reason <laughs> I'm fine when yeah. I snatch but it's cleans you know cleans get me every cleans time get me every time and then it turned out that wasn't what was happening actually I, you know and I and I can understand because uh I'll use a personal story here but like I was supposed to compete well I did I competed at provincials um in Alberta like Olympic weightlifting and I trained really, really, really hard. Like I was ready for it. I wanted to go. And like the week, the taper week before the competition, I go in on a Tuesday, I'm snatching. And of course, like, you know, hurt myself, my shoulder. Oh my gosh, here it is. I can't compete to provincial. My life is over. I'm, I'm, so I'm already thinking about the, the after provincials. I'm already thinking like, what am I going to do in my training to avoid being hurt, like, do I need to go back into more accessory work? Like, you know, I'm already planning. And then someone at the gym that knows me really well was like, are you done giving yourself an out? Like, are you done? He's like, you're going to go and he trains too damn hard to back out. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, yep, this is why we have coaches. This is why we have someone to get you out of that. And of course I showed up at provincials. I mean, 
was maybe not my best performance, but it was what I've worked for. And, and it I was, was really more proud than of you it. had thought. Absolutely. I was going to open at something completely like safe to make sure that I'm not going to hurt my shoulder. And I was like, no, no, no. So I removed like, like, that's why we have people reminding us, hey, get out of your head. And also keep in mind, like when Mel and I talk about things like that, like we have worked on our mobility. We do work on our mobility. We yes. move well, yes, yes, things yes. like that. You know, we're not like, you can't have terrible shoulder mobility and, and you're moving badly. So you have a shoulder injury and being like, I'm going to mindset my way out of this. Right? Like, <laughs> no, there's a, of course, like there's, you know, your audience, right? Yes. You know who you talk to. Uh, if it's like Joe that never done anything in their life, but their, their fear is to do a burpee. Because, you know, like people are feared to be embarrassed because what's like whatever the story is, then my my dialogue, my 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 words would be different than talking to you that yes. has experience in, in lifting for what, like 10 years. So yes. It's like the dialogue is obviously different to who you talk to. Yes. I just w- did want people to be like, oh, well, I've been injured, Sweet, so I'm going to like, do my yeah. thing <laughs> and then I'll be fixed. It's I'm like, the best in the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, this is not what we're talking about. Like everybody has a different story and you yes. just need to remove their limits like everybody has different limits that they've put in their heads so that's individually is different yeah like I would get so worked up um and for me it was I felt like if I didn't win then I'd be letting someone down so I always resulted um in doing I never did individual competitions always do team ones right because I was like okay you know what if I have a partner who has different strengths than I do like we can dominate this and so that's why I would I was too scared to do individual because if I lost to people who were better than me then oh my god who am I my identity and everything that's a big one that was that's huge for me and like it'll be fun to see when competition season like does open up again and you know how we can lead into I do feel more confident in my abilities and nothing has changed like literally nothing. Well, I mean, you you do have like great programming. You have like, so you have someone that's working on your physical aspect. And then you also have someone that's working on your your mindset. So now you're just like even more prepared. It's like, it, it's like anything. Right? Yeah. Like the more you, you work on every aspect, then better it is. It's like when we like nutrition, exercise, and now we're adding on top of that. Let's, let's talk about the inner dialogue and what's going on. And, you know, the the fear of losing your identity is, or who you are if you can't snatch heavy. Who are you if, you know, it stopped me so many times. So many times I shit the bed in competitions because I was like, what if I can't lift this? Like, what are people yeah. going to think? Like, I'm, I'm the girl that lifts more weight. And, yeah. and then it's like, and it stopped me. And then as soon as I removed all of that, I just went for it. And it was beautiful because <laughs> if you fail, well, that you just take it again like it's not the end of the world it's so funny because people they keep they love to keep tabs on me because I, I'm pretty open with things on Instagram and things like that so Canvas Games we're doing a one rep max maybe hang snatch I don't know it was a one rep max snatch of some sort and you only had three attempts like it was an <laughs> yeah, only me I was there too yeah and I was like okay that's fine like I love snatching but also in this, I was maybe a little more confident in my in my abilities because I hadn't been training as much. So we get out there um, and I miss my opener. But you could go down and wait, not like in Olympic lifting. So I'm like, oh, 
I try and hit that same weight again, my opener, my 135, my everyday weight, miss it again. I'm like, so strip the waist down to like 125, snatch it. And then, you know, like a month later, I'm in the garage, like hitting multiples at 135. And someone was like, that's more than you snatch for one at Canvas. And I'm oh. like, I that's, know. A, that's a bit of a bad beat for me. Like, um, I've had people commenting, like, of course, I, you know, at first when I started Olympic weightlifting, like, you know, it, I was, it was freaking nerve wracking for anyone that stepped on a platform wearing a singlet that is far from being like yeah, comfortable. comfortable. You look, you look like a little sausage roll in that thing. Right. So you're showing up, there's no noise, there's no anything. You got to go out there and perform perfectly. If not, it's a no lift. Right. And I remember my first competition, like I've, I think I, like my snatch, I probably have hit like 80, 85% of my max and the clean and jerk, I went for it a little bit more, but people were like, well, Mel, we've seen you like lifting more at the gym. Like, why wouldn't you attempt that? And I was like, you know, guys, I'm like the day that you can show up in front of people and lift in and that quiet, in that quiet <laughs> and you've got like three chances. And I mean, I believe like as continued in that my confidence got better and now I opened a little bit more aggressively Mm -hmm. but for me it was like you know you can't comment on something until you threw yourself in the arena like go in the arena go lift and if anyone would give me advice that is an Olympic weightlifter that went through it then I would probably be more inclined to like take the feedback yeah but somebody that doesn't really know anything about lifting that's like oh well I for sure would have hit more than that. And I'm like, sweet. I'm like, go for it. Enter the next yep. meet and go like, you know, don't tell me what I could have done. I'm like, yes, try to encourage me. I, I, I accept that. But like, don't tell me what I could have, should have done because that's not of your damn business. And that's one of the reasons why I don't do, I did an only meet a bajillion years ago, like when I first started and I, it's too nerve wracking for me. Again, it's a mindset thing. It's a confidence thing. So like, who knows? Again, maybe one day when, you know, things open back up again, maybe we do it just to like test myself. Who knows? Maybe I go and open at 125 and that's like 50 pounds under my max, but it's, you (laughs) did it. But it's there. Like for me, like, and then the coach I had at the time was, you know, it was good to, for me in a sense that he understood where I was coming from. I was like, I just need one lift on the board and then I'm going to go aggressive, but please give me that lift and then I'm going to try. But like, you know, things have changed now. Like my, my approach is different and my confidence is different, but like you don't judge someone on their first meet. But I I believe that it it did a lot for me um, as an athlete in CrossFit as well, because if I'm like, if I can lift this blah, 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 in like whatever, a minute, then I can show up in a CrossFit competition where it's like, you've got seven minutes to establish a one rep max snatch. I'm like, fuck Watch me go. Now yeah. I've got the confidence in the world, right? So you're like, I can do 10 yeah, snatches in 10. that time. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't have just three. I'm like, this is awesome. So, I mean, I think it, there's a perspective on everything, right? Totally. Um, and I like, I know people, you kind of have to be ready to open up and invest in yourself too. If you want to, you know, go down this route, like you have to believe that doing what we're doing is going to work. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't, I mean... Don't even try. Save your money. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, save your money. It's not magic. But, you you know, I think you're right in a sense. You have to believe in what you do, but you also have to open yourself to, like, feedback and failure. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I got to say, I... 
I've learned more. And I think we've, we've seen that on the Instagram everywhere from like high level athletes. I'm not a high level athlete, but I'm an athlete that definitely learned more in my failures than I have in my wins. Right. Like I, you know, I, I shit the bed in a meet and I was like, well, trust me, I will never miss that lift ever again because now I'm fired up. Yeah. So I've, and I've learned, I've learned way more and I've learned to separate myself from my performance. Yeah to who I am. Like we talked about the alter ego. We talked about who you are when you're competing and who you are as a person are completely different. Yeah. Like people will not stop loving you because you failed a snatch, but because we were so we're putting everything in the same, you know, person, I, I learned to separate my performance self to my own self. And it's like, that was huge for me. And I think we talked about that as yeah. well. Um, like for me, like you, you talk about anything like nutrition, business, life, like I'm so confident in it and my abilities. And then when it would come to fitness, I was like, oh, I don't, I, like, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. I don't think I got my this. My back's hurting. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. So that, yeah, the, the voice change, even when you talk like right here, right now, like your voice change, your, your body comes like a little bit forward. Mm-hmm. Like you, so it's, it's really interesting to, to see that. Right. And it's so funny, like. Uh, Curtis is the exact opposite. He's like, I'll try. I'll do this individual meet that I know that I'm not ready for. Like, you know, way back in the day. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go an intermediate. And he's like, it's OK if I come in last. And I'm like, <gasps> like, and he said the same thing, too. Like, he's learned so many things from putting himself out there in those situations. And I'm like, <laughs> I cannot come in last place in something people expect me to do oh my and God, what yeah. would happen if Are I they came gonna think of me and yeah you know at our at our gym we um I mean it's not a hard rule but it's it's a rule that you know Andrew and I kind of told our people I'm like if you podium and a skilled yeah division uh competition you are no longer allowed yeah. to go and scaled you have to throw yourself into intermediate yeah. or are like you know rx and I mean Depending on the requirements, some some competitions are, you know, we're not dumb. But like if you if you always play safe, uh, you never get better. And then so we have this rule and I really like that rule because it. some people really took it at heart. And they're like, well, Mel and Andrew said we can't. So I'm going to go RX. And then suddenly you see them coming in the top five. Yeah. And it's like, see, like if you start believing, then, you know, it's, it's yeah. So good for Curtis, man, for doing that. I know. And it was like way back in the, in the, the early days of CrossFit. <laughs> oh boy. I could still get away with it because I hadn't podiumed. Like, I think I got a fourth place. I'm like, well, I got fourth place. Last, so <laughs> so I I'm, can, I'm still clear. <laughs> yeah. I'm still good to do intermediate. But then it started introducing the team RXs and I'm like, oh, I'm comfortable to do this with a partner then, you know, and that is exactly where that came from. And I haven't, I did the individual masters uh, qualifier for Canwest games. I was in Thailand. It didn't go great. I was really sick too. I get really sick when I'm overseas, um, but and it was so hot, but I did it anyways. And I was like, I'm embarrassed of these scores. Like I was lit- And then Curtis was like, why do you care? I was like, well, there will be some girls who look. And that embarrasses me that I didn't do what I thought I was going to do. But again, I also wasn't in the right state of mind. So I've been working um, with my coach for since August of last year. I would say that I've only made like real ground in these last few months. 
because I changed my mindset. Yeah. I was always cool. hurt. Yeah. Like I, I would have to email him probably for sure once a month with an injury that came up. One time I did like break my ankle, like stepping just down off a box with um, some dumbbell, like it just chipped. Yeah, there was like that was yeah, again absolutely. legit. Like, it's not always about the mindset, but yeah. Yes. And I was really trying at that point. I was like, okay, you know what? Because I hate dumbbell box step overs. I was like, you know what? You got like ten left. You're gonna give her here. It, like go into like a little <laughs> bit, and then it was, like crack. I was like, oh no, something. But so that was a one off. Yeah, but then it was like, oh my shoulders tight. Oh, I, my back, I hurt it. Blah 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 blah. And and I got to say, like, even we've, I think it's what, a month and a half, two months we've been working together. And then you're just the way you talk before you go to your workout is different. Like yeah. before you, you would be like, you would name, oh, well, my back and this. And like you would have excuses already preset in your mind before going in, in the garage, which it's a training session. You're not even competing. You're just training. And yeah. you would have that and by stress. Myself. By yourself. <laughs> so you would have that stress even before going in. So that I think that's what we worked on. And like, yeah, some as you said, like maybe sometimes we're just chatting and like, I think it just like, it makes you forget about all those like excuses you had put in your head by yourself. And I, I personally, I feel like you've, you're, you're a different kind of athlete uh, when I talk to you now. So this is really cool to see. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I totally believe that as well. And it's just crazy how different mindset goes and oh. physically affects you. Yeah. Um, Okay, so there's a lot of mindset coaches starting to pop up in the world. Like, I do follow a few different mindset coaches now. So it's like a, I guess it's like a nutrition coach. How do you choose who to work with? Uh, It's a good question. And you know, I'm going to say this right now. I wouldn't consider myself actually like a mindset coach. I'm just like, I, I, it's it's really hard for me to put a title on what I do. Um, Basically, I'm going to call myself a coach. But like for you, we ended up working on your mindset. But Um, you work with mindset on everything with people. that's true yeah and like that's the thing which said it made me uh re-recognize patterns more like super easily i was like because the more you work with people the more the, the same things are coming back over and over so now it's really easy to identify i would say how to pick someone how to it's the same thing as how you pick any of coaches right so um like for me i really liked uh i really like working with uh meredith from tactic nutrition she speaks my language. When I talk to her, she just, she understands. She doesn't bullshit me. She doesn't, she's genuine. So for me, my first quality when I'm looking for a coach is that, hey, do they care? Do they care about me or are they here to make money? So if they care about me, I'm going to go if they're genuine. So if they're not scared to call me on my bullshit, like, and they actually are, living by example as well. Like I can't take someone that's going to give me orders from a mountains and being like, you do this, you do that, but never put themselves in the arena. So, and I know, let's say we're just going to take merit. So I know she's living what she's preaching. So that's Mm -hmm. another thing for me. Um, in case anybody's wondering more about Meredith, I believe that was episode, ooh, I want to say 18. You can go back and listen to the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. with. Thanks, <laughs> man. Uh, and I'm like, Alex is probably as amazing too, but I just, I, I think we're too much friends to, yes. to be coached by her. But um, so, yeah. So for me, it, honestly, the, the, the one word that keeps coming back to my head is, are you genuine and do you care? So, and I think you can feel that. Uh, and I would encourage people to get on a, on a call, on a discovery call with any coach that they are going to hire and see if they vibe with them. Like it's whatever, it's hippie. But if you're not going to vibe with someone, if they don't speak your language, yeah. you're not going to, it's not going to connect. Right. 
like for me, um, like I said, I do follow a few different mindset coaches, but one, um, experience in the things that I'm experiencing is huge. Okay. So, you know, Mel does CrossFit, dig like CrossFit competitively, um, understands like how the body feels and, you know, you still like doing local comps and things like that. You're also in my age range. So you just know how goals change and people, how people go back and forth between different kind of stages in their fitness life. Like, you know, and that it's okay. Right. Like that's, um, goals can change. Goals can change. And this was a big set for me too. Like, you know, someone actually freaking Meredith, she asked me like a while back when I was going through like a funk and she's like, well, why did you start CrossFit? Like, why did you start it in the first place? So I like to always go back to the why with everybody, right? So to see where they are in their, because if you're like, I want to go to the CrossFit Games and this and that, I'm like, well, okay, first, I don't know if they exist anymore, but yeah. um, <laughs> if, um, you know what, like the, the, the approach will be different. The language yes. will be different. If someone's like, I just want to be able to run 5K under 30 minutes, well, the words are different. So I think, as you said, we we were able to relate into our experiences. We had common competitions that mm-hmm. we show up at the same time. And it's like, yeah, I remember that. And that was cool. And this happened yes. or whatever. So, yeah, I think that's where you and I clicked right away. Yeah. And you have to I feel you have to work with someone who you really recognize, like their successes and abilities too. you can't work with someone that you think you're a little bit better than either. You know, it has to be someone that you're like, well, I strive to have that confidence in fitness and do those, you know, types of things. So, and you, I, you know, the, the little student in me feels like you need to want to impress your coach. Yeah. And like, not in a cocky way, but in a, Hey, like I did that. And I think my coach will be really proud of me. So it's like, yeah. you know, because that's why, that's why we have coaches. That's why we have mentors. That's mm-hmm. why we have people guiding us to do things better. Like, you know, that 1% rule, I apply it to everything. Yeah. Did I get 1% better than last week? Fuck yeah. Like I did. And because we speak face to face, like, like every week, it has to be someone that you drive with there. Okay. So, um, my coach, Michael, who was, he's probably episode 17, if you want to go listen to that, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, like we email, but again, I sometimes like can't read, you can't read tone by email and things like that, but he is, he's a straight shooter. Like people think (laughs) I'm a straight shooter. He's a straight shooter. Mike is like the kind of guy. Yeah. Like he will tell you if you're like, I have hopes and dreams of going to the CrossFit games. He'll be like, no, (laughs) like he will be very like, and so you have to be able to take that or else he is not the coach for you. Exactly. You know, like if you want someone who dances around, um, tough subjects or, you know, like makes like you you can't he will tell you straight forward what it's what it's like and that's that's his way to be genuine right like i think and that's why he's a good coach for the athletes that he's coaching because he speaks their language yeah right he makes me want to try like and that's what i needed too i had a client recently come to me and they're like you know what i was doing nutrition with this girl but then we became friends and she's like i know i don't try as hard. And that's why I'm not reaching my goals because you know, that I've lost that edge to try Almost and impress like a fear her factor a little bit. Like yeah, she's, fear, but yeah. You but know. that's why you don't work with Alex. Cause you, if she was like, yeah, I'd be like, she's your friend. Yeah. And then she would maybe have a hard time 
you know, being straight with me and being yes. like, no, you need to try harder or something, right? Like, yeah. like so you need it, to dial things in. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And so I totally, and that's kind of, and that's why I choose, chose you because I did, I started following a, a bunch of different people who do, but it's like, well, this person is mindset, but they don't even do CrossFit. And like, it's not that I don't believe that they're good at their job, but I was like, will I be able to resonate with that person if they're giving me advice and they don't, they're not experiencing the same things as I did. And I think, you know, like, because we talked about uh, failures and feedback and you know, I've went through a shitload of failures and feedbacks mm-hmm. and I was able to come back from them every single time because yeah. I think everyone is able to come back, but like, you need to choose to come back from it. And I think that's why it may be able to coach you in a sense, because I was like, oh, I went through this. This yeah. is what I did. Like, I'm not saying that I have the answer for everything, but this is what I did and this is how I approached it. Yes. Try this. Try that. So it, I think it's that's why we were able to connect like that. Yeah. And like eager to like hear what you had to say. And you're like, I have small hands too. I struggle with Tosavar. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I want to hear more about what you do. You know? <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> like even that's not even mindset, but I was like, you know, it's just building the confidence in everything. And- yeah. Um, okay. So if somebody does want to work on different mindset stuff, but they're not ready to invest in a coach or, you know, just not quite there yet with, you know, maybe being able to fully commit to listening to somebody's advice, is there anything that they could do themselves on their own to? Yes, absolutely. So, um, now when I take on clients, I don't know, I, I probably told you that too, but now when I take on clients, I'm like, you got to commit 15 minutes of reading every day. And I want you to pick up a book that is, you know, a nonfiction, something that's going to make you a better athlete. I brought you that book, like how champions yep. think, right? And 15, I'm audiobooking Untamed as untamed well. Untamed as well. Yes. So it, it, it has, I, I recommend that to everyone just get into reading, educate yourself on ways that will talk to you and that that will be like good for you. Also, I truly 100% believe in um, a journaling practice. So having like a like a morning journal, and I don't care if it sounds hippie, I'm going to say it anyways, you wake up and you you have a morning routine. You you read, you journal, you meditate, you visualize. Um, you you make your steps that you're going to do in your day. So also you, you say... Your gratitude. I know whatever people say, but the gratitude practice is a, it's going to fire you up. Like you're going to be happy right away. You're going to wake up and it'll be happier. So everyone wants to be happy. Yeah. Ladies, right. So you start with that and then you start putting, um, I have, I've made a, a quick journal about it and I'm actually really happy with it. And you just have your steps and then you see what are you open to receive today? Okay. Well, if it's like performance based, I'm open, like, let's say your programming is like building up to, I don't know, a max effort on broken muscle. I'm mm-hmm. open to get 10 today. I'm open. You're putting it out there. You just, you write your intentions. And if yep. you put them on paper, I guarantee 85% of the time they will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ask for a million dollars that day, I mean, it may, may not happen, but <laughs> it's just don't put a timeline. <laughs> just that I want a million dollars. But anyways, uh, you know what I mean? So I think there's a way to journal by yourself, have a morning routine, morning practice. Um, just, uh, yeah, Put it out there and then read, read, educate yourself, like take off the freaking like marathon of goddamn Netflix and just go and listen to podcasts of people that inspires you, people, athletes that inspire you. What did they do? What were their challenges? What did they? So the more you educate yourself and the more you get away from the crap garbage, you know, even social media to a certain extent, like when things get heavy, either 
you know, put it away or select who you want to follow because that will influence your mindset. If you're following, you know, entrepreneurs or people that are like always pushing through uh, challenges, you will get that inner like warrior in you. But if you're always like following like really negative, um, you know, garbage news, you will just get completely depressed. And I have people who are like, oh my God, but I can't if I unfollow someone. It's like, just mute them then. You just put them mute on them, mute just, because they, they people don't get an anxiety um, about unfollowing people. And I agree, you need to select your social media is like your living room. Absolutely. Okay. It's so your circle of friends. Like if you, you were going to invite someone into your living room, would you constantly invite that person in that you hate listening to talk to? No, no you, you wouldn't. wouldn't. Just do remove that. them. Just, yeah, take like, them out. Like, use social media as a tool instead of letting social media use you, right? Yes. Like, just, you select, I select, like, I follow so many cool people. Yep. And every day, like, I, I'll see something. I'm like, yeah, that's such a good thing. Fuck yeah, I'm going to put that in my journal today because it's yep. a good quote. It's a good way to approach this. So educate yourself, mm-hmm. but like be smart into what comes into your brain every day. Like just just put a filter. Yep. And I did, um, Mel was like, when you do five minute, you're going to do the five minute journal. And I, I'm such a student. I'm like, yes, I will. And I went on Amazon and I ordered <laughs> one and then it took like four weeks to get I know, here. I was like, man. <laughs> but I do, I write in it every day. Um, Mel stayed last night, so I didn't write in it this morning because, you know, <laughs> I wasn't going to be like, I'm taking five. I'm, yeah, but we'll what, what even like, okay. But, um, but yeah, was, it's, it's amazing. I've been doing it for literally four years. Yeah. And I love it. And to say that it takes five minutes would be generous. Like it could take two minutes. Oh, like, yeah. you know, if it's just like, and that daily affirmation is it makes you seek out because, and I don't know, do you write down sometimes the same affirmation? Honestly, I would say for, I can't remember which month of my life, but I wrote every single day, I am worth it. Okay. I am worth it. And it's like, I, you know, people are like, wow, Mel, you seem like whatever, so confident. And it's like, you know, you have always self-doubts. Worked on it. I'm I worked on it. But like, I, I guarantee you that now, do I think I'm worth it? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I don't have that doubt anymore, but I wrote this about myself and like, I encourage people because the daily affirmation is one that's like, well, I don't know. Like people are so... Humble. I'm like, get that freaking humble out. Like, yeah. you want to be badass. You want to be yes. this. You're putting out there. Like, stop. And like, I'm like, right. What one do you of like about said, you? I'm a boss bitch. There you go. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Like, I stop playing fucking small all the time. Like, yeah. you just want to. You're like, no. Like, I am beautiful. I am strong. I am fast. Like, whatever it is. Like, I think a lot of yourself. people like. Uh, imposter syndrome people oh god i'm like i'm not an imposter i am good at my job i am a good coach i help people get results and i do truly believe those things but then you'll get that well like what if people don't think and it's like no like you wouldn't have a successful business if you were an imposter you have you had to help people get results and yeah like I'm living for the day that I'm going to get trolled on the Instagram. That someone will tell me that I'm arrogant, that I am maybe not arrogant, but that I'm like not humble. I'm, I'm living for that day because I'm I laugh. like, I, I just, I don't want that kind of people in my life. Because if you want to continue, if you want to make me feel shitty, yeah, get out. I don't want you. Yeah. Oh my God. I had some trolls and like <laughs> trolls mainly like to pick apart physical things. Oh yeah. Well, they can. They're just like. Your eyebrows are hideous. And I'm like, 
<laughs> um, I paid good money for these eyebrows. Yeah. So, oh, I had you people know? commenting on my legs, my quads. And I was mm-hmm. like, I would like you to come to my face and tell me this. Yes. Because I'm like, I don't. Again, it's that arena Bronnie Brown thing, right? If yeah. you're not in the arena with me, you cannot comment on what I do. Yep. Like, I will not accept it. Yeah. No. One time someone was like, you wear your pants too low. I'm like, these are as high as my pants go. I just have a thick butt. It just like that. It eats up the material. But you're like, but thank you for spending the time yes. analyzing my pants on my Instagram post. Yes. Like, and you need to find something else better to do with your day. Also, what trolls don't realize is the more that they comment on your things, the more your reach your posts gets. So it like breaks the algorithm. And so the more people see it, who it actually like affects positively and things like yeah. that. I'm like, Go ahead. I had this woman on Facebook like go off and then all my clients jumped in. And at one, like that, my final straw was when she used the C word on there. I'm like, no, this is my business page. Like we're not using the C word on here. Like you classy lady. And then she's like, oh, you're such a princess. And I'm like, now I'm a princess because I don't use the C word on my business page. I'm like, okay, we got to shut this down now. But the more she commented... The more, the more showed up in people's feeds so that other people <laughs> like, chimed in. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, why don't you just delete her comments? I was like, because she's what she's doing right now is giving me more like publicity and advertising. And yeah. And then you got to you got to understand that. Uh, and that was a big shift for me to, to understand that. But people that are judging, judgmental people. And we're living right now in a, in a time where, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff. And it's really important to have a voice and whatever. But people that are judging constantly comes from their own insecurities. Mm-hmm. So people that will take the time to tear you apart, it's a reflection on themselves. So yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't need those comments. And you I just want to be like, what is happening in your life? Yeah, how can that, I help you? Like, yeah. this is happening, you know, like I, I know it's easy to get mad. And I mean, some of them are a little hurtful. I'm like, hmm. Oh, oh absolutely. It's never like, like I, I can't believe, it. I'm not going to say yeah. that it's, fun to receive but it's like but you know you are getting out there when when the you get a troll you're yes. like oh snap people are actually like you know i'm important enough that people will take the time to troll me on the instagram when i go for it man totally um yeah i and i think that's also a part of knowing and learning and if you get triggered by a troll then it's like you need to ask yourself yeah you know and I like to always share these experiences with my followers too. And like, they, they love hearing the stories about the trolls as well. Like I don't pretend that they don't happen. And, um, but yeah, people, people do genuinely care who want to be in your circle. And it's the other people who I had a client message me the other day and she's like, I had to get, like, I had to, I had to trim, trim some fat. I had to, and not, not physical fat. What she meant is like some friends that were having a negative impact on her life. And I was like, you know what? I went through a stage like that in my life. It's hard, but it's no harder than, you know, when you start your weight loss journey or your fitness journey, like that shit's hard too, but then it gets easier. And the thing is, yep, it's hard to get rid of those friends that are creating this negative space in your life. But afterwards, man, will you thrive and grow? Absolutely. Like when I first started this business, I was too scared to fully put myself out there in because I was scared that the people who are my quote unquote friends, not my real friends, were going to judge me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it that stops a lot of people. And for me, it's for me, it was a bit of an identity crisis, right? Because I went from that like hardcore, like 
coach lifting into like getting into the mindset and the mind stuff and like sounding a little bit more hippie in my yeah. post. And at first it was hard to put myself out there. And I had some people that used to be like super number one fan that went away, but that's okay because those are not the people that I want to talk to anymore. Like, and I, I still love them and I, I'm still part of that, that physical world. Absolutely. But the people that I'm trying to re reach with it are maybe not the people that would judge those those posts and all that stuff right totally but like um to come back to that there is like uh the this is a quote that i've used um like when i was trying to do that like you know clear out my the fat as you say right so it's called guilt over resentment so you you're better off feeling guilty for a couple seconds than resenting um someone i'll give you an example so if someone's like That person is, has been keeping doing actions that are leaving you really angry and resentful. You're better off approaching that person and being like, hey, I did not like that or I do not when you do that. And it's a bit of a guilt, right? Because you're confrontation. But then the resentment goes away. So it's, it's like, um, it's, it's a sentence that I keep repeating to my clients. It's called guilt over resentment. And I would encourage everyone to use that because people are always scared. Like, oh, what if, like, what are they going to say if I say no or what? Mm -hmm. Guilt over resentment. Say no. Don't give, a, like, hey, Ashley, I can't come this weekend. What are you going to say to me? Oh, you're such a fucking, like, you get, I'm going to, no, sorry, I, I, I can't come. No excuse, no reason. I can't come. And you'll be like, okay, what about next weekend? I'm like, yes, that works for me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the little guilt that you're going to feel by saying no is going to be completely uh, rewarded by the non-resentment that you're going to have. And I like saying no is probably one of the hardest things for people. You know, it, uh, I give that as a homework now. Tomorrow you got to say no three times. Oh, yeah, savage. I know. And then that they're like, <gasps> and I'm like, Yeah, go ahead. Say no to your mom. Say no to your brother that needs, to, like, you know, whatever yeah. it is. And, you know, it's not saying no to say no, but it's like if something's making you more uncomfortable by saying yes to it, then you need to reevaluate, like, what's happening. Um, everybody's going to hear the freaking whippersnipper in the background because I can hear it in my headphones. Oh. <laughs> and I, so I'm just like, I just text Curtis. I'm like, are you on the whippersnipper outside? He's like, it's the neighbor. So I apologize for that, you guys, <laughs> if you hear the whippersnipper in the background. But yeah, I I think that's a great place to leave it. Yeah, um, that was awesome. Talking I, to you. I feel like we can talk for hours. We yeah, always feel like that. We always feel like that. Mel and I are actually going to do a contest on Instagram together too um, with some awesome prizes and stuff like that. So um, this podcast will come out and then we'll kind of tie the two of those together. It should be like a three or $400 prize pack. So Sweet. stay tuned to Instagram. Um, follow you on Instagram at... Um, what do you call my kind of business space is Mel dot connect the dots. Mel. We're going to put it on the show notes, right? Mel underscore <laughs> connects underscore the dots. It's funny. I don't even know my own Instagram or Malsa dot Shatsingy uh, is more my, you know, my fun Instagram page. Yeah. So both put, are good. I'll put it in the show notes, Sweet. um, on iTunes and SoundCloud and all those good things and on the website and whatnot. So you can find her and you can do virtual sessions and work on your mindset and yeah do what i do dig in the little subconscious printing be brave and and come and dig with me this yeah is fun. and like honestly it's it's worth the investment i personally like find that it's a great 
use of my time and money and you will get more out of it than a lot of different things yeah, that you spend things. money on. So. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Head over to my Instagram page at sweat underscore effect for all of my insights, experiences, and daily doses of goodness. Until next time, keep on having fun and keeping fit. Mm-hmm.